Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we will talk uh, Megan's weekend of enjoying the most I don't know if this is the right uh, call here, but I I would say one of the more British pursuits there is, which is a weekend spent watching polo. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, it's pretty British. We, no one in America is going to spend a weekend watching back-to-back days of polo. And we also will talk about Angelina Jolie's Meghan Markle uh, cosplay, uh, which we are very excited to dig into. I know, it's kind of a Hollywood royal crossover moment, which we cannot get enough of. But yeah, first let's talk about Polo. Uh, This came out of nowhere a little bit, or at least I wasn't ready for these kind of casual but very uh, prominent Meghan appearances on Saturday and Sunday. But to set the scene, Julie, I did not really remember this very clearly, but I'm sure we talked about it a year ago. But this is about one year anniversary. It was a little bit earlier last year of Megan going to this event in 2017, the Audi Polo Challenge. So she has a history with this event. And this one was a very important one for our girl because she and Prince Harry furtively kissed right, in, right between two cars and this was you know may 2017 so at this point they weren't engaged people were still trying to figure out exactly how serious they were so this was kind of an important mark for their relationship she was watching next to this guy mark dyer who is a former army officer often called harry's second father so that was also showing her kind of importance and the way she was kind of in the mix already at this point. Mark Dyer is going to come back this year, too. Oh my gosh. A little bit of foreshadowing. You really fleshed out this flashback. We need that sort of flashback music to underscore this moment. I was trying to set the importance and the kind of grandiosity of this event and the Meghan Harry timeline. I remember last year's when I when I read about the kiss, that's when I remembered it, because I do remember discussing how they kind of were caught by the long lens photography sort of right. kind of sharing a little private moment by the cars. When you when you mentioned that we discussed this last year that she was there, it kind of triggered it triggered that that memory for me. So this year she came back, she was ready to go and she was ready to up the game from last year's because on day one she brought Serena Williams and Alexis Ohanian to watch the polo match with her on Saturday. And Julie Serena canceled her Wimbledon press conference on Saturday so that she could accompany Megan to the polo. I mean, God knows we would. I'm trying to think of what the highest professional honor we would possibly get would be. And of course we would cancel it in a second. Like you would cancel that Pulitzer. Like what do they even do? Yeah, well, that's what I was. I mean, that's my question. Is there anything you we wouldn't skip? to accompany Megan on a polo outing. I think our own wedding or each other's wedding. But that's that's kind of it. I don't think there's a lot else. A sibling or family member's wedding or birth of their child. But I feel like if we could still get refunds on our own wedding, like on that equipment, we we would figure out a way. I would reschedule. I would happily reschedule. I feel like Ryan would understand. Yeah, that's the thing. It's such a, it feels crazy to say, but it does feel like a once in a lifetime event. Also, this 
to me implies it was a pretty last minute plan. Right. I mean, I I just love it so much. I guess I didn't realize they were that good of friends. I love that for like two weekends in a row, Kate rolled up to her own polo matches with George and Charlotte. And Megan is kind of one-upping them with her oh, entourage. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that I think... One of the things I always think about with Kate is you don't really ever see her with friends that often. True. Like, I mean, it's always with either her kids, with William, obviously, with family members. But I can't even remember the last time she's even been seen with Pippa. Like, she really isn't often photographed with anyone else just hanging out. So it's weird to me that kind of that never seems to happen, or at least that they're really good about keeping it on the DL. But I was thinking to myself also just the fact that Megan can like bring a pal along seemed kind of unusual. I know that she gets a plus too. Like, come on, Serena, come check it out. Serena also recently, last week, her In Style cover came out in which she said this about the royal wedding. Oh, this was good. Get ready for this breathtaking, groundbreaking quote. Yeah, it was super fun. You know, I've known Megan for years, so it was good to see my friend happy. Which is not exactly the juiciest of details. No, it's it's like someone was standing off off camera or something with like a, a gun, a trank gun, ready to shoot her if she said something too too exciting. Yeah, like this is the most watered down kind of feedback I've seen about someone's wedding kind of ever. I feel like this is what you would say about like your cousin you barely wanted to go to and you kind of just had to grin and bear it. But even then you would come up with something a little more exciting like man that cake was delicious. I don't know. And even more interesting I know you would call this out last week being kind of interesting. Given that she was so kind of milk toast about her wedding, the wedding quote It was interesting to me that when she was asked by the magazine in style again, who she thinks is badass, because it's like their special badass issue, I guess. She said, well, obviously Beyonce, that goes unsaid. Rihanna goes unsaid. Kate Middleton. So no mention of Megan in terms of the the list of badass women. But Kate makes it in, which I just thought was kind of curious. And then the magazine asked for more information just about, you know, kind of why And I guess it was the birth of Prince Louis that sealed the deal. She said that the fact that like just a few hours after she gave birth that she comes out for the photo op, as she, I think, did for Charlotte and George as well, really impressed Serena because she said she was standing as in, you know, after giving birth, she was standing up outside. So she's officially number one. Julie, do we think Megan was surprised by this answer? It's a little interesting, no? It's so interesting for a bunch of different reasons. First of all, when have we ever classified Kate Middleton and Rihanna in the same category about anything? So true. That trio, Beyonce, Kate, Rihanna. Right. And then to have, you know, possibly the greatest athlete, one of the greatest living athletes, um, kind of praise Kate's physical ability is kind of surprising this whole thing reads to me like she was under strict orders to say nothing about megan like maybe she wanted to bring up megan but then yeah like the either as you said the publicist off camera or something because it all seems like something seems off something seems very very off but apparently she passed the test because she got that invite good call So you're right. So I guess she did the right kind of handling of the royal wedding discussion. 
And also, do we think... So I feel like it's pretty clear to me now that Megan will definitely go to Wimbledon to see Serena. Wimbledon started today. Oh my gosh. I am so out of the sports loop. I needed you for that. Uh, I hope so. So here's my question. So Kate is, you know, known worldwide, a legendary tennis fan. She is a patron of Wimbledon. So she's like Mrs. Tennis. Um, and she always goes at least once or twice to watch. I'm curious if Kate and Megan would they go. go together? Would they go separately? If Megan's going to Serena's match, will Kate go to a different match? Um, I kind of feel like the star power of both of them going to the same match and sitting together would be like overwhelming to the point of distraction. Right. I feel like because we didn't see them really together, I just feel like you and I want it so badly that it can't possibly happen. It can't happen. I know. The world isn't like on our side enough for this to happen. I mean, unless you think, yeah, there's just no way. I feel like they would either, if they did go together, I feel like they would sit a few rows apart. Right. Or they would have different seating. It would be, it would be, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Sadly. I hope so. I hope so too. I also feel like Kate's laying low after giving birth to her third child. So maybe she won't. I mean, she'll probably still go, but maybe not as many times as she did in the past. Right. She's laying low-ish. Yeah, that's true. She still went to the um, Trooping the Color and and Megan's wedding, obviously. Right. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to watch. Okay, this gives me something something exciting to be following I this know. week. There's a, if you're not a tennis fan already... So on Saturday, Megan wore a cotton gingham Ashland dress, which is mostly notable because it sold out immediately. And she, I can't wait to hear what Julie has to say about this look she wore for day one. Um, She also wore leather sandals, sunglasses. And the thing I really want to talk about, this Madewell Biltmore Panama hat, which also sold out immediately. And I just cannot get over that she has enough power at this point that she can sell out a Panama hat, which is not a look a lot of people can pull off. And I love that so many people saw this look and felt that they were able to confidently wear such a hat that they were able to sell this hat out. That is such a good call. Hats are a tricky, tricky thing to pull off. I'm trying to think of another polarizing uh, Well, it's also like, does she even... I mean, I these photos are all really kind of... I mean, we looked through a lot of them, but like they're blurry. You can't even really see the look that clearly. Right. But the fit is right. We can see the fit yes. through that telephoto lens. Okay. Well, this is one of the things. And then the second day she wore kind of white button down with black capris. And this that was for day two. Serena wasn't there. And that would have been Princess Diana's 57th birthday Sunday. Do you think... I my take on this, which I haven't run by you yet, is that this to me seemed like the most actually her style by far of any look we've seen since she got married. Yes, like, exactly. This to me, this to me, the fit looked right. She looked comfortable. This is sort of like how I think she would just want to be dressed on her of her own volition. It looked good. I don't know about the hat. That seems like a little odd. <laughs> but the the rest of the looks on both days I felt like, this was definitely more her. Right. Like, ripped jeans, Megan. If you had shown me a photo of Megan in the jeans on the second day of the polo match and asked me when it was taken, I would have guessed pre-engagement. And that made me feel good, I guess. But then it also made me feel... She's getting tripped up with ever whenever these are, like, the formal 
kind of doing the stuff with the crowds and with Harry and with the queen. I feel like this is better when she doesn't have to worry about that. Josh, I think you need to sit her down and just like talk out the style. Like we've seen the few hiccups. I feel like you could really calm her. Let her know that it's okay to embrace her own style a little bit. I feel as though this weekend made me feel better about everything related to her fitting into the role. Just that she had like a friend with her that she could just was dressing in her like casual Megany way that she wasn't like, I don't know. She she didn't have to deal with any of the annoying like photo op stuff. But yeah, no, I do want her to feel that more. Did you see page six's headline over the weekend that was like, royal life is ruining Megan's sexy Megan's style. style. But the thing is, and we've obviously talked about this at length, when it comes to these official appearances, she's like, something's not going right. Maybe she's overanalyzing it. You know, when you second guess yourself, she's not comfortable in this new role yet. My prediction is if she goes to Wimbledon, those outfits will be really good. But if she goes, but Prince Louis christening, who knows? We don't know what to expect. I thought it was interesting. Did you see in the page six thing about how her style's like gone to hell? <laughs> that it said something about, I think we had like hypothesized this anyway, that like the idea of the kind of blush, white, beige colors was because of like, you don't want to overshadow the queen. But I had never really... Kate doesn't follow that. No, Kate is great. She knows her jewel tones. She is like... She's good. She, But she, they have different complexions. Kate couldn't pull off that sort of blush that Megan looks so good in. Yeah, good call. But also, I just felt like that... I feel like that's people grasping for like an explanation, you know? It is a mystery. It is a real mystery. It's a mystery. And also, like, I mean, I still can't get over the fit of that. Um, The china, white and blue that kind of like oversized thing she wore to the friend's wedding. There is no explanation for that. Sherlock Holmes could not pin down the answer to any of these mysteries. True. That one especially. He would be like, hands up in the air, like, I can't. I did find, though, the idea that she it said in that article that she probably will end up getting a stylist, which seems right since Kate has a stylist. Um, So I think maybe we're going to rapidly see a shift and then we'll kind of know. I feel like we've seen that with a lot of celebrities too, where all of a sudden they start dressing totally differently once they get like a certain stylist in the, in the picture. Right. You don't seem, you don't seem convinced. (laughs) The optimism is not strong. Well, I, I'm just so torn because I, I do love her individual sense, but I guess that's what a good stylist does. They've, find a way to integrate that style that individual taste with what's right for the occasion speaking of her style we got a great great sort of analysis from one of our listeners her instagram handle is virtual amy shout out to amy shout out to amy out this is actually once i thought it was sort of all i could think about um which is that megan's day one look uh, we and we we put this on our Twitter account, so you can check it out there. But it's next to Julia Roberts's character Vivian's look in the pretty in Pretty Woman when she goes to the polo with Richard Gere, and the kind of question was if this was somehow influencing Megan, which like maybe it was <laughs> because the Panama hats are really similar. Um, the dress patterns are different, but like not that different in my head i imagined megan before this event like looking up on google what to wear to a polo event seeing that image and being like okay i can do this yeah like it seems to me 
somehow weirdly plausible. Like, Harry was outside, like, you know, chopping wood or throwing a tennis ball against the wall or something. And she was inside and maybe, like, either... Maybe Pretty Woman was on... That seems like too kind of coincidental, but I don't know. Somehow she was exactly, she was doing her research. We know she does her research. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Maybe she and Serena were like exchanging text messages about what they were going to do with the polo match. I don't know. Maybe there was like a pretty woman reference. We're really going out on a limb here. Yeah, we're going out on a limb, but it's worth examining. And then lastly about the polo match, the Daily Mail ran an entire post around just one picture of her leaning down to talk to a girl who, and this is where we're coming back, circling back to the beginning of a year ago, the girl is thought to be Mark Dyer's daughter. So the guy she was standing next to last year, now she's intimate enough with him to be like chatting with her, his daughter. Um, and the post, the Daily Mail's post decided that this was evidence that she will make a wonderful mother. So they ran an entire post around this. And the, I like love the way they kind of explained this. They said, at one point, the Duchess, casually dressed in a summer dress, her tan sandals, her favorite Panama hat, crouched down to put herself at the same height as the little girl and held her hands as they talked. The picture was shared on Instagram by royal fan account Megan and her prince, which if you're not, we need to be following that immediately, Julie, um, which has more than 160,000 followers and has thousands of likes from fellow admirers, including one who said, I love how she was always bending down to meet the child's eye level, says a lot about her. I love how she is with children, another wrote. They'll make great parents. Oh my gosh, the world is so thirsty for them to have a baby. They are so... I feel like anything, if she's photographed within like a hundred feet of a child it's good there's someone's gonna make a that's post what i just it. could not get over that she just was literally like leaning over to talk to a kid and it turned into an entire news little news cycle here josh if you had to put a thousand dollars down when do you think megan will be pregnant oh god hmm. it's tricky because she has so many and i only say this because i know how coordinated it all has to be with like the way they plan stuff they have their big tour I think October to like Australia for the Invictus games. And I just wonder, I guess you can travel when you're pregnant though. Right. In the early stages. Right. But it can't be too close. So I feel at some point, not too long, maybe after they get back, there'll be an announcement. That feels soon though, too. It won't even have been a year of marriage. I know. And will Tom get to meet Harry and the Queen before the pregnancy before is announced? Before there's a grandchild. I don't know. That's going to be kind of crazy to watch how that all plays out. Right, right. Well, I am excited. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But speaking of channeling Megan, 
we have a, a Hollywood Royals crossover of sorts this past week. Right. This is kind of the crossover I didn't know we needed, Josh. Um, mm-hmm. Last Thursday, Angelina Jolie, she's been in London filming Maleficent 2. And she made an appearance at a royal event. And she went full royal, looked as though she had, like, Megan studied those pretty woman stills. Angie studied the Meghan Markle stills before heading into St. Paul's Cathedral. So Angelina is an honorary dame commander of the most distinguished order of St. Michael and St. George. Rolls off the tongue, so easy to say. As such, she was on hand in London last week for a service of commemoration and dedication marking the 200th anniversary of the most distinguished order of St. Michael and St. George. I didn't realize she was, I guess I sort of remember this happening, but I didn't know she was so kind of high. This seems like a lofty title. Right. Well, I'm, I'm so, so thankful you asked about the title or expressed some interest. The honor was created by King George IV in 1818 and is awarded to men and women who hold high office or who render extraordinary or important non-military service in a foreign country. Whew, the mouthfuls. I mean, really. Uh, so this event took place at St. Paul's Cathedral, and Angie went. It's amazing looking at the pictures because, you know, you see a picture on people.com or whatever, and it's very zoomed in on Angie, and I kind of assumed everybody else was wearing this fine couture and impeccable fascinator, but then when you zoom out on Getty, it's everybody looks like you know, Josh and I, that's like, we just kind of rolled up to this event without any notice or anything and without any planning. Um, Per People, the actress and director, 43, picked a custom Ralph and Russo pale gray dress with a cowl neck and matching gloves, spicing up the outfit with a gold brooch and silver purse. It was the trendy fascinator perched atop her head with her locks pulled into a chignon however, that really gave off major Meghan Markle vibes. Is that how you pronounce chignon? Sounds good to me. I also just can't, for some reason, it's the gloves that are really kind of throwing me. Right. It's almost a little bit like she went two steps too far in approximating Meghan, right? Yes, I know. I mean, it's like she almost looks like she's playing right, exactly. Kate Middleton or Meghan Markle in a movie. Like, this exactly. does not seem... It, something seems over the top. It's like, it's yeah, it's just there's nothing natural about this look for me. Right, it's like a costume designer put it together, not a stylist. Yes, yes. Yes, you're exactly right. Everything is just so, so picture perfect. I mean, the tailoring is on point. Angie could have given Megan a few tailoring tips before the wedding day. Everything Mm. is perfect, but it just really throws me. Josh, did you see some of these photos with like regular people? Yeah, I'm looking at this one of her sort of sitting next to the just the people in the row with her. There's like a girl next to her texting. Right. Can you even imagine just being sitting next to Angelina Jolie at any sort of event like this and texting, being so disrespectful as to text in her presence? Yeah, this is just... 
there's a photo of Angie kind of sitting during, it must have been the ceremony, and she's kind of doing a two-fingered wave. It looks like she saw someone she knows. And then this is probably like me just not knowing, but when she's looking at some important book, I guess, she has her hand kind of over oh, her heart. Oh, wait, this... we're going to get into that because that's kind of vaguely scandalous. We're going to get into that in a second. But I also love that she's talking to this guy in a lot of regalia. <laughs> expressing what seems like very sincere interest in his his medals i just can't imagine what that conversation is i want to know and meanwhile so whoever he is and she's kind of like touching one of his medals who the people in the front row look bored out of their minds there's like one guy slumped over do you see with like his head on his hand kind of like, I don't know what was going on to ceremony, but how are they not all just watching Angelina Jolie in full royal outfit? Right. It speaks to how boring the ceremony must have been that not even Angelina is like, ex- you know, jolt- giving anyone any sort of energy. There is a very cute photo of her after the ceremony shaking hands with these two girls in red little suits. Uh, and it's very cute. I like that. She the, the girl shaking her hand looks appropriately excited about everything. Exactly. Not everyone else she nailed it. Everyone nailed it. Now, what I love about this event, though, is that the queen was scheduled to attend, but pulled out at the last minute because of a quote-unquote summer cold. A spokesperson for the queen said, the queen is feeling under the weather today and has decided not to attend this morning service at St. Paul's Cathedral marking the 200th anniversary of the Order of St. Michael and St. George. Josh, what do you think? Do you think that the Queen and Angie have some sort of backstory? Do you think, like, Angie wouldn't attend if she wasn't the biggest star in the room? Do you have any conspiracies? I thought this was really odd. Just because, I mean, obviously, in any other circumstance, the Queen is, what, 92 now? Right. Um. So, so you know, like, a cold that makes sense to me she'd want to play it safe but today the queen came out for another appearance and looked super healthy and smiling and she clearly recovered fast from that cold um so i just wonder i don't know yeah what went out on the last time the queen and angelina got together if there's i love the idea that there would be some sort of scandalous aspect to this right I it's know. just unusual the queen doesn't often call in sick right i know and at 92 she definitely has some miles on the odometer there but like she and megan have been out it seems like every 12 hours doing something and fun i wonder together. if angelina then is that kind of you know if you i can't think of a good analogy but i just feel I wonder if that was annoying to Angelina that she kind of was going and the queen was Oh, it was absolutely because it's like she wanted to make as much PR uh, mileage as she could out of this event because at a different point, I think before this, she sort of led press around on like a personal tour of St. Paul's Cathedral. Like she allowed photographers to follow her around and somehow Harper's Bazaar wound up with these exclusive photos of her behind the scenes. Um, well, to get a little bit into the, um, I don't know. I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory or if it's not even that kind of uh provocative a point but don't you feel like maybe the ongoing custody battle stuff with brad and angelina plays into this a little bit and i haven't been following the up to the minute updates on that but i know it's been pretty messy 
Um, and like, wasn't there, isn't there like a whole battle of where the kids are going to be this summer? The last big headline was that Brad had to go back to court, petition court to have more access to them. I guess he said that she was somehow barring his communications with the kids. Um, he wanted to be able to call the kids individually directly on their cell phones without her interfering. And I guess he went to London to visit them. So this is her kind of returning to the public eye. So I kind of wonder if this if that in any way is related to mostly to the Harper's Bazaar exclusive photo aspect of it cuz it's such a positive photo op for her. She got a lot of press out of this. Right. Um, in my mind she showed up, found out that the queen wasn't attending and was like, "Okay, what can we do here?" called over a few photographers um and I will read the Daily Mail's report to kind of further illustrate what went on. After the ceremony, Angie was escorted by members of the clergy as well as cameramen around the American Memorial inside the church where she adopted a sober expression while viewing the names of the killed American soldiers stationed in the UK during World War II. Angelina looked particularly serious and affected as a display housing a 500-page leather-bound book was opened for her perusal. She placed a single gloved hand over her heart as if to steady herself. God, this is like writing that belongs in an English seminar. I know, right? But I love that even the Daily Mail is suspicious. They write, the seemingly candid but no doubt pre-approved photo session took place shortly after the Maleficent star was pictured arriving at the event on Thursday. Josh. I'm obsessed with she placed a single gloved hand over her heart as if to steady herself. Like there's something somehow so shady to me about that analysis. I don't know. It's like this whole thing is very, you know, you know, when, um, and you know what it reminds me of? Remember when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performed at Coachella for to film scenes for A Star Is Born? So they like came out during Coachella, and it was as if they were like this would make me. I, this makes me think Angelina's filming a movie about like a nineteen forties royal like person. Like there's just there's there's something very weird, and just the fact that they photographed her going around and doing everything that she was like looking through this book. It's like way more intense than we're used to seeing for like an actor or actress going to do like a royal engagement like this. I think your sense was spot on in that something's off that even her wardrobe looks as though it's like, you know, two notches too far. And it's because everybody else at that event is there for the ceremony. She is there for another reason, for a photo op. So she took it, took it a little farther. I don't know. I do feel like... If the queen was there, I wonder if things would have been a little different. I know. Well, I feel like Angie, maybe I hope she keeps up with this kind of royal intersection related photo op route. I hope that she is trying to get tickets to Wimbledon, maybe to sit with Meghan Markle. Although I don't know if Meghan would even want to be seen with her. Yeah, I don't know. It does sort of feel like she's going to be doing if she's going to be in london for a few more what months right usually she trots out those kids when she needs a little attention so maybe the kids are with brad (laughs) i mean i do feel like if she's going to be there we're going to see another somehow royal related event because i feel like she's just now clearly that's like on her mind also didn't she visit 
Prince William, when she was with Brad, they stopped by, remember, to like have tea with Kate and William. That was like two years ago or three years ago. It was in June of 2015. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge met with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie Pitt at Kensington Palace on Friday afternoon. They did have tea. They discussed their shared interest in combating the illegal wildlife trade. So not the fun, lively conversation we had been hoping for. Everyone got on splendidly, so much so that Brad and Angelina spent much longer with the Duke and Duchess than planned. They ended up staying for almost a few hours. Oh my gosh, Angie needs to look up that phone number. Well, you know what weird, I think the thing that we're waiting for though is Angelina and Megan. I feel like she's trying to organize that. Right. I bet you we're going to either see that or there's going to be like some like weird sort of report like that where there's no photos, but it's going to say like Angelina reaches out to Meghan Markle you are for so... a meeting about human rights or something. Because I feel like Angelina's Angelina's so savvy about this kind of thing. She's going to be like Kate and William. Your instinct has Meghan. proved right before. Gosh, I'm so curious. I wonder if Angelina and Meghan have crossed paths before. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> when right. Angelina, Angelina stopped by the suit set for a talk to the cast. Well, that does it, I think, for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. It helps us find new listeners. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. Uh, this episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.